Thought Bubble Audio. Welcome back to Supergirl TV Talk. This is the podcast where we talk to you about the CW's hit show, Supergirl. I'm Frank, and my good friend Tim could not make it today, but joining us once again is my alien from another planet, friend Brent. <laughs> Watch out or I'll steal your necklace. <laughs> Just don't rip my heart out is all I ask. I Well... I mean, when when it's Valentine's Day, you got to give your heart to somebody, and that's not what they have in mind. But that's what they were doing tonight. You got to give your heart to somebody, but it'll be Brent. <laughs> How's it going, bud? It is good. Thank you for having me back. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Brent is, of course, uh, the co-host of the DC TV Squadcast and Fans Without Borders. Any other projects you want to plug up front here? Uh, that that'll cover. All right. That, those two. Those are the two that actually matter. Um, so. That covers it. Comic Thoughts is actually a, a, a week, uh, well, a couple times a week. It's not weekly. A couple times a week <laughs> staple for me. Um, I'm, I'm a little behind on that right now. <laughs> well, I've been really enjoying your 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 MCU rewatch as we... we that, that's what up. I'm behind on. Yeah. yeah but, We've watched four of those in the last four days, and I only got one of the Comic Thoughts right, episodes. Well, you, you, you never promised that you were going to do Comic Thoughts episodes on every single movie of the MCU rewatch, so... <laughs> that's true. That's fair. That's but, but very true. I've really been enjoying that since you launched that, that Thank little you. side Thank project, you. and it's a lot of fun. So I encourage people to check that out. I'll put links to all your shows in the show notes, of course. I appreciate that. Yeah, of course. Um, but thanks for joining. Uh, I really, really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. I'm. I was pretty excited when you asked if i could fill in i'm like absolutely i'd love to come back i had a blast last time yeah let's do it again yeah let's do it well let's let's jump into this uh we've got some listener emails so do you want to want to jump into those with me yeah yeah definitely all right so the listener mailbag folks have emailed us over at super uh, mail at supergirltvtalk.com uh and we really appreciate everyone who did that one of those people was a guy named brent <laughs> funny how that works <laughs> from the dc tv squadcast <laughs> For the record, I sent that email prior to you asking is, me to join you today. That is true. <laughs> yeah, it's true. But I figured we might as well we might as well talk about what you what you sent us. So you said uh, I was thinking about Alex and her memory loss, and I'm wondering what she remembers now about past events that involved Supergirl. This seems very relevant. For example, uh, does she no longer remember Superman? Why does she think she went to Earth One last year? Does she even remember going to Earth One? What about when she jumped in the pod to save Supergirl at the end of season one? I'd love to see some kind of montage to see how Alex remembers some of these events. I think that's an awesome point. I think that's a really, really cool question, line of questioning, right? Like, what does she remember? And I love that idea of a montage of like, let's see a bunch of memories, of, you know, things that we saw happen over the last four seasons. And let's see how Alex remembers them without Kara there, or without Supergirl there or, or whatnot. Um, that's a really, really interesting angle. Yeah, and I kind of feel like if it's going to happen, it will happen as she gains all her memories back, which I do believe is inevitable. I do not think this is a permanent change. I, I agree with you on that. If I feel like if it doesn't happen then, it's never going to happen and they're just going to blow right past it. And I'm like, especially this year, like all the shows have been on the CW have been calling back to previous seasons and they've done it some on the, you know, like Ben Lockwood's origin story. They called back through a lot of the seasons and maybe they don't want to feel like they're retreading it, but it's like, that's right up your alley this year. Just give me two minutes of 
what does Alex remember? How does she remember these events that happened based on her knowing who Supergirl was? Right. Yeah, no, that's an excellent that's an excellent point. And and like really cool. Like yeah, we saw the Lockwood, the Lockwood, you know, episode, the the Lockwood um origin episode. I think that was Man of Steel. Um was really really good about that about showing us interweaving moments from past episodes um in a way that you know showed the the perspective showed his perspective on things and i i love i love the idea of getting that you know seeing how again seeing how alex remembers all that all that stuff that we've seen happen over the last couple of years i think that would be really cool to see um i, I would definitely be on board with that <laughs> So and I think you're Though, right that we're most likely to get it if if and when um they come back. They come back. And I do think she'll get her memories back. I think you're absolutely right about that. Yeah, and I don't know, maybe part of that's just wishful thinking because like obviously like you watch the tonight's episode and you just see the pain that both Car and Alex go through because Alex doesn't know what's wrong with her. She can still she still feels off mm-hmm. and Kara knows the problem but can't do anything to help fix it. Right. Right. Yeah. It's um which has been really, really painful to watch. I I guess we'll get into that a bit more. But I, I really loved that. I, I love that what you brought up there. And and yeah, I mean like it does it does leave us with a lot of questions. Does she remember going to Earth One? What does she think the reasoning was? Like do, does she remember you know what, the legends? Like what 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 does she and doesn't she remember? I'm guessing she, I mean, like, I was thinking about it tonight. Like, she obviously remembers that John is an alien, right? Like, she, there are certain things that are not that are not a, right. r- directly related to Kara's secret identity that she remembers. Um, but she also doesn't have a particularly warm uh, impression of Supergirl anymore. And so that makes you wonder, would she remember things like going to Earth-1 uh, for, for a crisis on Earth-X? Um would she remember that, you know, if, if it wasn't for going with her sister, why would she have gone? So maybe she doesn't remember it at all. Mm-hmm. It's, it's. Yeah. Why was she Supergirl's plus one to a wedding on another earth? Yeah, yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And, and, and like so, so many other, so many other. So then does she not remember Sarah? Like, I mean, you know, if, if, she... <laughs> you know what? Based on tonight's episode, she may not remember Sarah. Because it's clear that she didn't remember everybody that she dated and stuff since Maggie left. Because there's the girl from tonight, and she didn't remember her name right away. That's true. That's true. Although so, I didn't see that as part of the memory wipe, but 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 I don't know. Not necessarily, but it just tells me her memory is not what it was. I mean, there's no reason that that girl's mind memory would have been wiped as a direct result of Supergirl, but her brain was tampered with, and as it, who knows what else side effects have happened. And Sarah is obviously connected to the earth X event. And she may just not remember the entire event. Right. It'd be really interesting if she saw that old wedding invitation for Barry and Iris, hmm. which prompted them to go in the first place. Like if Kara still had it on her refrigerator or something, it'd be really interesting to see Alex see something like that. And if that would like trigger memory flashes. That would be cool, especially if the theory is correct that Jean just compartmentalized the memories and they're still in there somewhere. Mm-hmm. That'd be interesting if, if, like, something did spark them and make them kind of pop back. Right. Hmm. 
things to think about. But anyway, that was, that was a great email. So thank you, mysterious person named Brent, who mysteriously <laughs> shares your first name and also hosts the same podcast as you. Smart guy. Weird. Smart guy. <laughs> <laughs> and, and very good looking, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> good enough for radio. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, this next one comes from Daryl. Uh, Daryl raised an interesting, interesting point. Um, he says it's unfair for Alex to not even consider uh, Supergirl having emotions. Uh, Kara says that so few people know her secret to protect them, and that's uh, certainly true for Alex. But would Lena really be in any additional danger if she knew? If Lena finds out, she will certainly think Kara lied to her because she's a Luther, and who can really chase, say that she's wrong? I mean, she has lied. I mean, there was that episode where she, where, where Kara and Lena and um, Eve were were uh, fighting Mercy and Otis, right? And, and mm-hmm. I mean, she flat out lied to her time after time about how she was using her heat vision and this and that and you know, throughout that episode. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That kind of depends on where you come down on the does Lena already know who she is But I still kind of think she knows. I think Lena's too smart not to know. Yeah, that's where I come down. And so, while yes, Supergirl Kara did lie during those scenes, Lena knew about it and went along with it. And at the same time, you could argue was just protecting the secret from Eve. Yeah, uh, yeah, you could argue that absolutely. I I think that she was playing along, right? She was playing along because she knows that's what she's waiting until Kara tells her. Um, if or, if or, she finds out and Lena is genuinely surprised, I will be too. I will be surprised. Even here's the thing: I'm at the point now where even if we saw Lena acting or being surprised to Kara's face, I will still be like. Is she just faking it? Did she really know? And she's just pretending she's surprised because she knows she's supposed to be surprised. Un- I will only, I will only think like, wow, she was actually surprised if she do- if she reacts in a surprised way when no one is watching. Yes, if she does it in private. Yep. But otherwise, anything where she's not alone, I'll be thinking, well, of course she would act that way. Right. And so it's like, like the writers could tell me, no, Lena does not know. And I'd be like. You would say that exactly. I don't know. <laughs> I I think she knows, and it's it's gonna. The only way I will I will change my mind is if she acts surprised when she's alone in private, and she's still surprised. Then I'll be like, all right, she's not. She's got no one to hide it from. So so she's she's actually surprised. Mm-hmm. Um, Daryl uh, closes things off with a quote from the AV Club review of last week's episode: uh, "The existence of the town as a long-standing, prejudice-free oasis really drills home just how much." Supergirl is retconning aliens into its world. Um, and that's true. That is true. Because as far as we know, at the start of this show, aliens were a relatively new concept to Earth-38. There were not aliens. Supergirl's appearance was was one of the very first appearances of, of aliens being out in public and, and being accepted. Um, the The act that president marsden signed into into law was you know in large part motivated by supergirl's appearance so the fact that there was an oasis town where aliens have been welcome for 20 or 30 years at least is a bit of a retcon because i i mean it not even a bit it flat out is a retcon yeah the question you have to ask yourself is it a bad one 
I don't think it necessarily I mean, is. I, I'm willing to look past it. I'm willing to accept it and just like, you know, welcome it into the continuity of the show. Uh, but it's a valid point that Daryl and the AV Club are both making here that it's it's a pretty hard retcon. And, and you know, like if, if that kind of thing really bothers you, then I'm sure it's hard to digest. Um, for me, it's not that big a deal. It, it is a retcon, yes. But these shows retcon things all the time. And so it doesn't it doesn't bother me all that much. I mean, technically, that Ben Lockwood origin story is also the entire a thing is all retcons. Yeah. But as long as it's told well, and I do think that that episode was told well. Yeah. Now it, it might be a bigger deal if they were in that town every other episode, so it was actually a huge set piece for the season. But it was a set piece for one episode specifically to push Nia to where we find her tonight. Mm-hmm. And so for that, I'm willing to give it to him. Yep. Yeah, uh, that that's true. I mean, and, and in particular, the, the Lockwood episode was a masterfully done retcon where, mm-hmm. like, I, I think pretty much all the pieces fit almost seamlessly. Um, so I'm I'm fine with. I, I was definitely fine with that one. Um, this one, I eh, it it's fine. It's good. It, it's it it does raise some questions of like, eh, that that runs a little bit contrary, right? Like, it's 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 a retcon that stands out. But I think yeah. I'm still okay with it. it. Yeah, and you know, it's it's DC. If you look at what they do in the comics, every few years they have Crisis, Flashpoint, Zero Hour, Rebirth, New Fifty Two type stuff, mm-hmm. and it always just kind of changes things slightly and fudges things a little and blur the lines here and drop something there. And that's to like I put it in that same category. Mm-hmm. So I feel like you can't be a fan uh, and maybe I mean not obviously more people watch the show than read the comics but it's like if you read the comics at all you got to be used to this stuff yeah yeah that's fair that's fair well I think that's going to do it for emails for now thank you to everyone who wrote into us at mail at supergirltvtalk.com we really appreciate your emails keep them coming uh, we love to read them uh, send them to us anytime you know it doesn't have to be just after an episode it could be days or weeks later when you have a thought about something uh that, that comes to mind uh just shoot us a quick note at mail at supergirltvtalk.com and we love reading them uh and uh we'd love to love to get them on the show uh before we move on to storytime village i want to say a quick word of thanks to everybody who supports us over at patreon.com slash thought bubble audio um where you can get exclusive content like our Supergirl TV Talk first reactions. Uh, probably not going to have one this week because this episode will probably be up uh, before you can say look at these splits. So <laughs> this is your first reactions. Uh, but uh, most weeks we'll have first reactions. Most weeks we will have, often we'll have um, our cut for time segments where uh, Tim and I or some of our hosts who were while recording episodes of our shows have a, a side tangent conversation that we'll throw up on just for Patreon um, subscribers, things that were cut for time from our other shows. Uh, and of course, you get early access to episodes of Beer with Geeks and of Academy Rewind and some of our other shows as well. Uh, plus, uh, when new shows come along, you'll often get previews of those. And I have it on very good authority that there might be a preview of an upcoming show coming very, very soon to our Patreon. So if you're not a subscriber already and uh, you like things that have to do with bats, uh, you might hmm. want to uh, head on over to patreon.com slash thoughtbubbleaudio to see what I'm talking about pretty soon. Um, <clears throat> when is this going up, you say? <laughs> don't worry about it. You've got um, my attention there. <laughs> don't worry about it. Uh, sometime okay, this week. Okay, 
Okay, good. I will be on the lookout for that. May even be up when this when this episode goes up. Just saying. So, um, please be on the lookout for that. But anyhow, uh, patreon.com slash audio. As little as a buck a month is all it takes. A buck a month works out to about a quarter per episode of this show. So if that's worth it to you, 25 cents per show is worth it to kind of give back a little bit for the effort we put into these shows. We'd sure appreciate it. Patreon.com slash Thought Bubble Audio. And thank you very much to everyone who supports us over there. All right, Brent. Uh, let us talk story time. You ready to talk story time? Let's do it. All right. We're going to pop right over into story time village. Uh, this was season four, episode 12, Menagerie, written by Eric Carrasco and Aditra Mukherjee, directed by Alexis Ostrander. Uh, I enjoyed this episode quite a bit, especially as we got into it. I, I saw a few themes here. Now I am not the literary critic that, that Tim is. So you'll have to forgive me if my, uh, uh, if my analysis is not, not up to par, uh, with his, uh, and I'm sure he'll have thoughts when he's back next week. But, uh, a couple of the themes that I spotted, were this idea of embracing your own destiny and seeing seeing what you're meant to do. Um, and then another theme of sort of passing the torch and mentorship, uh, which we'll get into. And then I want to talk a little bit about all the ways that Alex is not quite right without Supergirl. And we talked about this a little bit with your email, but I want to, I want to talk about specifically in this episode all the ways that um, that she is clearly lacking, uh, uh, the way she's she's missing that Supergirl influence in her life. So, okay, let's start with embracing your destiny. So, let's uh, let's talk Nia. So Nia, uh, I, yep, Nia is scared of using her powers. She doesn't feel like she's ready, uh, but she realizes ultimately that it's the right thing to do. Um, her whole journey, obviously, the last couple episodes here. Have have focused on her journey in particular, uh, and we finally got to see her suit up. We finally got to see the dreamer suit. You know, we had seen uh, promo pics of it, we'd seen teases of it, but finally here it is. And apparently, it belonged to her mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, her. They they said um, that it was from her mom in the previous episode mm-hmm. where her mom died. So, yeah. And I just every time I see one of these costumes for someone that's not a Kryptonian, I'm like. You need some gloves. You don't want to be leaving your fingerprints everywhere. <laughs> That's really true. Wow. Yeah. But no, we we finally got to see the costume. I like the way it looked. I thought it, you know, the CW has a history of they show you a still photo and you never quite know from the still and you really got to judge them when you see them in motion. Right. I thought it looked good. I had I had no, let's say legitimate complaints about the costume. It I look forward to seeing more of it. Yeah, same. Uh I actually thought it looked better. Uh, considerably better on screen than it did in any of the promo photos we saw. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I was I was happy with that. I was definitely happy with that. Um, I, ever since they mentioned last episode that she that it was her mom's costume, I was a little bit skeptical because it seems like well, okay, this seems like a pretty modern design, but okay. Um, but but I I let that go. <laughs> Because you have to let these things go. Otherwise. Well, I would not. I would not have thought of that. To be perfectly uh, yeah, it, it 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 that definitely came across my mind of like this seems like a pretty uh pretty modern looking costume there. But uh all right, all right, that's fine, that's fine. Um, so so I but but that, that aside, um, I 
like that Nia is growing into her heroism and is growing into you know what it takes to become a hero. And she's not doing it alone, but she is she does deserve um she does deserve um credit for for the the journey that she's going on and we are seeing a really really good arc uh, for this this woman who starts off as very timid and you know in even in the newsroom doesn't want to stand up and 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 uh, defend the stories that she wants to pitch to her editor. Um, and yet here she is deciding to put on a costume and become a superhero. I think that's pretty badass. I think it's pretty cool. I definitely agree. I was a little surprised actually at Kara's immediate acceptance of it because all she said was, you know, you could have gotten killed. You need to train more. Yes. And I was thinking back to when James became guardian. Yeah. And I'm like, you were real quick to shoot him down. And, Unless I'm mistaken, Dreamer's powers are basically her precog ability, right? Like, it's not like she's super strong yeah. or super fast or anything like that. As far as that goes, I have no reason to believe she's stronger than anyone else. And so I'm like, I, it just it struck me as a little odd that Kara was so accepting here when she is shown in the past. Now, this could be a example of her growing as a person. She's not the same person she was two years ago when the Guardian first came around. But... It, it is something that I was thinking about while watching it. It's true. Uh, it's true. She she did she did seemingly kind of get on board with it pretty quickly. And you're right that with James she was not as supportive, at least not at first. But um, yeah, I I agree with you that her power that that Nia's powers, Dreamer's powers, are not really. Let's get in the field and fight the bad guys' powers. They're more like watchtower powers. They're more like hang back and and be on you know the 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 radio com link thing and tell mm-hmm. us what's going to happen type of thing. Because yeah, it's her pregog ability. It's her ability. It's the dreaming. It's the seeing what seeing the future uh, or, or or interpreting having dreams and then interpreting what that means for the future. That's really what's most useful. Um, so I don't really know. I don't really know if we should expect unless she's going to develop other powers or she's going to uh, you know develop um skills that are useful in the field i feel like i feel like it's kind of a like she gets the information and then gives it to the our heroes and then they carry out you know the plan based on the info that she gave them and you know maybe maybe it's as simple as figure out a way for her to train with James, for example. Like, I don't really... A few episodes ago, Supergirl could have taken her to Alex and said, train her. Yeah. Teach her to fight. And maybe that's not an option now, but James still knows. So you could take her to James, and James could help teach her to fight better, to give her just the ability to be protect herself a little better when she is going to be in the field. If we were on Earth-1, I'd say... I'd say... Send her to League well, send her to Oliver. Well, yeah, yeah. I guess Oliver. Yeah, would be. which I always thought Kara should have made James go to Oliver back then too. It's like solve this problem. Send him to the person who is doing what James wants. That to would do. have been smart, actually. Send James to Oliver. Yeah, but it. I mean, that said, give her credit as Dreamer. She did hold her own pretty well tonight for her first. For hour. sure. For sure. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. And and I I will give her full credit for that. So I liked seeing her embrace that destiny and, and, you know, start to live out that what what is 
what is meant for her. Um, kind of surprised she didn't have a dream about her own future, but I guess, I guess you can't have it all. Um, the other, the other embracing your destiny piece that was not as optimistic and hopeful was Lena deciding that she's going to work with the government, choosing the government and choosing Colonel Haley over her relationship with James. Um, which was, you know, I was not necessarily fully on board to begin with, with this relationship, but it did hurt to watch her reject him and to just so coldly and, and relatively quickly just decide, yeah, this is over. This is done. Um, that was tough to watch. It, it was tough to watch. I've enjoyed their relationship. I think they've actually been good f- with each other and for each other. But, you know, I was questioning James's seemingly acceptance of, you know, Tim's everyman theory. And so I was glad to see James today, you know, did draw his line in the sand and say, like, this is not going to work. You cannot do this. You cannot give these work with the government and give this research to the government. And being anyone but a Luther, I would say she seemed awfully quick to turn what was supposed to be a medical cure for everything and be so willing to weaponize it. I mean, yeah, you expect the government to do that. You would expect other bad actors to do that. But up to this point, Lena's goal was pretty clear. And it's like, man, you flipped pretty fast, but you are a Luther. So yep. eh, that's always in the back of my mind when you're on the screen. She gets a Luther. Once a Luther, always a Luther. I mean, it's it's... It's. I think it's really hard for them to shake that. It is. It is born, inborn in them, and and I. I really think that they are, kind of destined to be to become that. And I, you know, Tim and I have gone back and forth on whether we think she'll be evil or not. I tend to think she will. Tim well, tends to think not. Um, I, I. That's very optimistic of him. I think we've seen more and more that she is slowly, you know, turning to the dark side. Um, and and I think he, he's holding out hope that, that that won't be the case. But um, I feel like this season they're leaning into it that we're going to start to see more and more of her making questionable, at, at best, morally gray decisions. Well, they've made it clear that General Haley is, if not a villain, an antagonist to our heroes. Sure. And they have just cited Lena with Haley. Yep. And so I, I can't I can't look at her as on Team Supergirl again right now. Correct. Correct. Yep. I, I have to agree with you. Yep. Yep. So uh seeing that was tough. Um uh, you know, just kicking him out of the Rolls Royce. Go take a walk. Bye. Without your bags. Yeah, he had no bags <laughs> and they were going to Paris. Yeah, yes, nitpick, but it caught my attention, and I did have to rewind to verify, and I'm like, nope, nothing. He just got right out and walked off, and you see him walking down the street, and there's nothing. Yeah, well, I mean, mean, you know, like she said, like, let your billionaire girlfriend treat you, or whatever she said, but... uh, Yeah, she could buy him clothes there. I guess, right? I guess that she just like, oh, it's fine, we'll just, we'll just go to the, I'll, I'll, I'll send, I'll send a boy out. A boy will go out and buy you some... I don't know. You know, Designer James clothes. told the driver, James told the driver to stop the car, like to pull over. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, that came awfully easy to him. Did, didn't it? And it's like, how often, I mean, obviously they're dating. He's with Lena a lot. If they go out, they're going to have a driver. But I'm like, man, he got really used to that. Yeah. I, yeah. 
high society, man. And was the driver's name Frank? I think it Pretty was. Sure the driver's actually. name was Frank. Um, that that caught my ear. Yeah, that was hard. That was hard to watch. That was just like so quick and and eerily easy for her to make that decision. Like when it really came down to it, she knew which way she was going to go. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it was emotionally torture. I'm sure it was difficult for her on the inside, but out. Yeah, and we didn't see her afterwards. Right. Uh, like I bet if they cut, I bet if they cut, but well, we saw her later. But I mean, like immediately in the limo. Oh, I see. And I bet if they cut back to her, like she probably was crying. Yes, but but, but they didn't show us that. It was. I'm sure it was. There was emotional turmoil and in, in, in her heart, and it probably broke her heart to do that. But she knew what she needed to do. Mm-hmm. And that's that goes back to the theme of embracing your destiny. She knew this is what she needed to do. She felt like it was the right thing to do. Nia chose her powers, you know, went decided to to uh, embrace her powers because she knew it was the right thing to do. Lena, I think, still very much thinks she's doing the right thing. I think she thinks that she's protecting humanity, protecting the world, because that's what Luthers always think. They always think they're protecting humanity. They always think that they're protecting the world against against evil alien influences um that's that's usually their 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 motivation but i think that she is grossly gravely misguided on this um and she may not realize it yet but i think i think she is choosing you know she's choosing the dark side here when she doesn't need to and and probably shouldn't be so it's um yeah, it's it was sad. It was sad to see how quickly and relatively easily she was able to choose bye bye James and and pretty again cold, real cold. Just be like, well, then you better leave. Absolutely, get out. Yeah, bye. yeah, that was tough. That was tough. Um, I want to move on to our next thing. Unless you have anything else to add there. Uh, the only other one I was thinking about it, and I just thought of this when you were talking. Little George Lockwood. Is that oh. an embracing his destiny mm. thing? Okay, yeah. You know what? And that's actually a really good segue into the next theme, too. So let's talk about that. Yeah, little little Georgie. Little uh, Georgie Lockwood. Not George Thorogood. Georgie Lockwood. Um, yeah, in a sense, yes, he was. He was uh, embracing his destiny, I, I guess. Um, his dad told him to... His dad told him to um, you know, be, be, be the man that, that my father always wanted me to be. And uh, and he does seem to be doing that. Yeah, he's like, you know, he basically told him, here's where the mask is. Here's how you get it. Send out a message to the people that the children of liberty need to come back out of hiding because we've, we've only seen We saw them a little bit in the previous episode, but not much. And it's like they need to be out in force again. And not only that, but you need to go out and you need to kill this thing. It needs to be you. It needs to be public. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you just told your. If you think these aliens are so dangerous, why are you sending your kid after them? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Wouldn't wouldn't uh, a dad want to protect his kid from the danger? But I guess he feels like you're becoming a man oh, now. And a better dad would. A better dad would. You're right. Um, but I guess he feels like you're you're a man now. It's it's your time. And um, yeah. I, I, that's, that's hard. That's hard for me to, to grok. That does, so, so George is embracing his destiny, but his dad, like Ben Lockwood is, and this is now getting into our next theme of passing the torch 
and mentoring. So he's he's training his son to carry this torch, carry the mission forward. Um, and so as much as you know, I, I I guess he's he's still influenced by everything we saw in his of course origin story episode, and he's very influenced by his own dad, as he says to George. And so that's why he's passing it on to his to his kid. Maybe you know, maybe he feels like he took too long to become the man that his father wanted him to be, and he doesn't want to waste time with his own son. And he wants to he wants to set his yeah. son up for being on the on the quote unquote right path sooner rather than later, rather than letting him you know grow up and and go down the wrong path before he he comes around. And I did find it interesting that he kept this from his wife. They were leaving, and he called his son back to talk to him privately. Yeah. And I'm like, last we saw his wife, she was very supportive. She appeared very supportive of him to, in today's episode. But it's like, I, I want to know what she would have thought if Ben knew that he was sending George out to do this. Yeah. I, I, I think it probably has to come down to on some level, he knows it's not okay to ask a kid to do this. And he knows he's putting a kid in danger. And he probably knows that his wife wouldn't approve of that aspect of it. Even if she's ideologically on board, she might feel like it's too dangerous for our teenage son to get involved mm-hmm. with. And so maybe that's why he's like, hey, hey, buddy, come, let me pull you aside for a second. Yeah, maybe. Anyway, that, that's a, that's a, that was a great segue. Um, continuing of passing the torch, Brainy. Brainy is urging Nia, before she's sure that she's ready, He's urging her to to let him train her. Um, Brainy is hilarious. Hilarious is one. Is, yes, it's true. Um, but he was a little pushy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm I'm glad you saw that too. I I, I did feel like he he was pushing because he knows the future and he knows that this is her destiny and he knows that she needs to embrace that destiny. Um. I I think that's why I think he's like a little too eager. Um, to to force her to do stuff I that think she frankly probably doesn't want to do yet. I think it's a case of like he knows where it's going, so why are we wasting time? Let's yeah, just get that. Yeah, and he's very you know analytical and 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 maybe not so good with feelings. Um, and so he's I think you're I think you're right. I think he's sort of like this is going to happen sooner or later. It might as well be sooner. Um, and I don't think that he's really realizing the implications that that has for her and what that means and, and and or or maybe he's being very calculated and realizes that he giving he's giving her one of several pushes that she needs uh to go ahead and embrace that destiny and that maybe he knows the date that she'll make her first appearance and knows that it's a few days away and so he's giving her the last push she needs yeah try, try to get her ready to go because she's probably helping super right. on the next day right <laughs> right cuz he cuz he ostensibly knows when that would happen so I, I could see that, but regardless, it was hysterical. He just walks in and throws everything off her counter. I know. And, and you know, later when he she's invited him to her Valentine's dance, her party, that she's he's just trying to, like, pick out a gift. You know, 85% was focused on his DEO job, which yeah. is the equivalent of a CSI team, by the way. Right. Apparently. Right. So that's... But uh, it just... Uh, honestly, side note, for me, that whole scene with the, the gift... That I would say that was a good bit. That was a the good whole, bit. The whole scene. That was a good bit about him and Alex and the gift. But it, I did feel like for the first time I felt like Brainy was a little pushy tonight. But you're, you're 
reasoning makes sense of well he knows where it's going and she needs to be ready for it I, I, yeah i mean that 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 just occurred to me now honestly and that does kind of that would stand to reason that like he knows he knows it's coming so he's he's being pushy for for you know for good reason i, mm-hmm. I don't know that may not be it but that that works for me anyway it's good head head cannon for me um i do love that kara offers mentorship and a passing of the torch to nia in at two different points as both of her alter egos right as kara she offers her friendship and her support to Nia as she's grieving her mom. Um, you know, and she, she, she says it's going to be tough. It's going to be a long time, but you'll have me. Um, take all the time you need, that kind of thing. And, and, and she ends up giving her the final push she needs to become Dreamer. And she says, like, what would your mom want? And she says, well, my mom would want me to, to, to dream. But my mom would want me to, to use my powers. So... She ends up in her support and in her message of take your time and do what you need to do to grieve your mom. She actually ends up making Nia realize that now is the time. Now is the time to start you know, embracing my destiny and, and doing what doing what my mom always knew that, that her that one of her daughters would. Mm-hmm. Which and even led to the dream of Supergirl actively fighting. Yes. Like in the fight this week. Yes. So, yeah, and I I mean, like I said earlier, I was glad to see her finally suit up. I mean, we've known it's coming, regardless of my surprise at how ready Kara was for it, at which I guess I could just chalk up to she knows Nia is not a human, or at least not entirely human. And maybe that was the whole thing with James. It's like, you're just human. She at least has a superpower. And so... That's true. I Regardless, I was, I was still glad to see Supergirl give her that push both as Kara at the party and as Supergirl in the field. Sure. Sure. Yeah, exactly. And, and when she is in the field, that's when she's, as you said, she's maybe a little a little quick to uh, embrace it, but she does, you know, she sees that she's, she's decided she's going to be, she's going to be what her, what her powers make her and she's going to be what her mom always thought she, she, she could be. Um, and she basically offers the advice. I think what she, what Kara wishes she, someone had told her <laughs> is how I was reading that of like, let's get you to like really learn how to use your powers and learn the limitations of your powers before you, 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 you dive head first into the, don't, don't, don't get ahead of yourself. You know, um, it's going to take you some time to hone your powers and learn how they work. She kind of learned that on the job. Kara did. Supergirl mm-hmm. did. Um, and I think she's trying to avoid uh, uh, avoid Nia getting into any scrapes because, uh, as you pointed out, she doesn't have any powers that would defend her. Uh, so, so we we want to make sure that she's she's not getting herself hurt or killed or whatnot. Well, and we saw she went back to Brainy and said, "Okay, I'm ready. Train me." Yep. So, I mean, maybe maybe fighting will be included in Brainy's trainings. So. I would I would guess that there will be some some of that. But although again, I don't understand why that's necessary. Why she can't just be back at the DEO on, you know, like like Brainy or Win. But um yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what they have in store. You know what? The reason they don't put her at the DEO is General Haley. Uh yes. That very true. Very true. But but why couldn't she be on a you know comlink talking to Supergirl and Jean 
uh, when when they go out in a mission, for example, with, well, without okay, without the DEO. Yes. She could be there, but um, maybe we need to learn more about her powers. We haven't seen. I'm trying to think if she's. Well, no, she she had the dream about her mom dying when she wasn't near her at the time, and so I don't have a good answer for that. <laughs> she could be a guy in a chair. That, that's yeah, that's it. Person in a chair, as person Mr. in a terrific chair. recently said. Um, I just caught up on you. You were caught up on Arrow. Well I done. just <laughs> caught up. I just caught up. Uh, I just got back from vacation. I had two eight-hour flights to and from, uh, and so I had plenty of time to catch up on Flash and Arrow. <laughs> So there you so go. Last time we talked, you were not this caught up. I was not this caught up the last time we talked. That is correct. But that was 16 hours of flights ago. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, person in a chair. So there you go. Let's talk a little bit about Alex. Okay. Alex is not quite right without Supergirl in her life, without without Kara as Supergirl in her life. Um, let's recap a few things this episode she hates valentine's day i'm pretty sure she loved valentine's day when she was with maggie so she hates valentine's day that checks out though you and i mean she was engaged fair, fair. <laughs> she's now not engaged she has no interest in valentine's day after that uh, understandable understandable and not necessarily tied to the supergirl thing but Taken, taken with everything else, that starts to feel like a pattern of, of of how she's not really the person that she used to be. She's still very timid around Haley and doesn't really stand up for herself like she was even before. Like earlier this season, she was more willing to stand up to Haley than than she is now. Again, things the dynamic has changed there, but but I I feel like she is she is missing a a a, a piece of her her moral center her 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 core uh without without her her sister backing her up in in the same well, way that she used to well not just that but she was inspired by supergirl mm-hmm. when supergirl was her sister mm-hmm. as a way that she is not inspired by her when she has no idea who she is and where she flies off to exactly so that stood out to me um and and things like putting her her personal life on the back burner you know she never called back becca um, she never, she, she, she put the adoption, uh, on the back burner. So, you know why she never called back Becca, right? I why? inferred that she ended up having to do something with Supergirl, with the DEO, uh, with Supergirl. Well, sure. Yeah. And because she feels like she, all she could say is I've dropped the ball, but I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Well, the reason why is she was always trying to help Supergirl. Right. And now she just has this blind spot of she basically feels like she she just become this degenerate. Yeah. When she hasn't, she just doesn't. And she had an explanation before, and she doesn't have that. Now. She doesn't remember the explanation anymore. Mm-hmm. She had she didn't have an excuse. She had a reason, but she doesn't remember the reason anymore. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So so uh, to her mind, she has dropped the ball, as she said, and as you said. Um, and so she, as a result of the events of this episode, she decides to start trusting that people can take care of themselves, that she doesn't need to be there for everyone in her life at all times, um, that they can take care of themselves. She doesn't, have to, she doesn't have to be the fixer. And so she can start dating again. She's going to you know, pick up things with Becca again. She's going to re- resume the adoption process. I wonder. So we talked earlier about how we we think that inevitably 
Alex will be let back in on Kara's secret identity, right? Mm-hmm. I wonder, though, if Kara will see Alex being fulfilled in life again with with her love life, with potentially moving closer to an adoption. And I wonder if that will make Kara pump the brakes on bringing Alex back into the fold of the secret identity because she won't want to disrupt Alex's newfound happiness. What do you think? I think your curiosity about this is much more positive than mine. Because I wonder if Alex is going to start trusting people to take care of themselves who is she going to trust to defend themselves who's going to end up dying? Oh, that is a lot darker <laughs> than I was thinking. Yeah, I mean, basically turn it into an Uncle Ben scenario. And that's what I was thinking about when she's like, I don't have to protect everybody. Somebody's going to die and it's going to be because you weren't there. So then who's the Uncle Ben? That's a great question. And I don't have a good answer for it because right now I don't feel like there's any obvious person on the cast that would be expendable for that kind of thing. So unless they do random DEO agent number seven, which they could still tell that story with, I don't know who it would be. Yeah, I mean, that would be kind of like a red shirt, though, right? Like, it wouldn't have that much impact. I guess it could be It could be one of the DEO agents that we saw, you know, uh, uh, we saw Haley interrogating for, for who Supergirl was, and uh, it could be one of them, but that wouldn't have the same impact as, like, one of the core team um, getting hurt or, or or worse killed, but I don't. I, I just can't think of anyone on the core team who would be killed that way. I I can't. As you, yeah, I agree with you that I don't think anyone's expendable enough. But like I said, it was a dark thought about where they're going to take the story. Yours is much more positive, and it it feels a little bit more like what they've been they've been grappling with that emotional that emotional piece, right? Like Kara, this episode got excited at the very fact that Alex said we we're going to look into this, we're going to take care of this. Um, she got excited about that because she just missed working a case with her sister so badly. And Jean kind of found, you know, the way Kara put it was like, oh, it's Valentine's Day and you're matchmaking. Um, that Jean found a way for them to work a case together. Uh, that 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 is the the emotional center of this show has been thrown off balance, right? We're, we're off off kilter and we're not really... Things are things are not balanced anymore um, with the with the emotional side of things. So it makes it makes me wonder um, how how that's going to be uh, rectified. And if maybe it seems too clean that the uh, that that Haley will will wrap up her investigation. There'll be no verdict or, or whatever. Uh, and and then uh, Kara will say to Jean, all right, let's give her memories back or, or something will happen that, to give her memories back. It feels a little too clean, a little too easy. And it feels like there needs to be more tension before, before, um, before it gets resolved. Haley could be the one that dies. Haley could be the one that dies. If you think about Alex's relationship with Haley right now, she's not it's not really as hostile as it was before the mind wipe. That's true. It's not not as much. Um that's definitely true. But it also wouldn't I mean And they just humanized Haley by mentioning she has a family. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh that, that, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, that's that's valid. I will I will definitely I'll give you that. I'll definitely give you points for that. Um that could definitely be lead to something um yeah maybe 
Maybe, maybe, maybe it could be Haley. You're kind of making me think about it more and more. I, I was, I was skeptical of it only because she has been sort of painted as a, as a kind of villain, and she's gonna work with Lena now, um, which doesn't help her case. But humanizing her by talking about her family does, uh, does make her a little more sympathetic. Um, so there could be something to that. All right, I, I will, I, I. I'll give you a delta there. You changed my mind a little bit. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, but to go along with what you were thinking, though, it could be as simple as Kara's not exactly the best with her secret identity. Mm. It could be a scenario where, like, Alex sees sees it, finds out totally by accident. They don't intend for her to find out, and she discovers it. And now, one, you have a whole episode of Alex feeling betrayed. Mm. And two, you maybe at this time we get one of those little montages like we were talking about earlier as like it unlocks the compartment and the memories start flooding back to her. Right. That Overwhelming cool. her, trapping her in her brain and forcing John to take Supergirl into it. I've just written a whole episode. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Going into her brain like, like Barry. Like, Iris yeah, like, a, like astral stuff, like astral projection stuff. Right, right. Has to go into her mind to help her back out, you know. Kind of like what they did with the Black Mercy episode way back uh, season one, season I think one. that was. Yeah. But it, similar idea, but it's it, it just feels... I, I mean, the fact that I just said it that fast makes it seem almost too obvious, but... I could see it going that way. Hmm. I'm I'm very open to where they're taking this. I'm just seeing lots of different potential paths they could go down. Yeah, you're making me see some other paths too. That that's I I like that idea of Alex finding like dis- discovering it and and feeling hurt and betrayed by it and, and dealing with repercussions of that. That would be cool and that would feel you know on brand for the show. That would that would be in 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 keeping in line with with the kind of stories that they tell on this show. So I, I could definitely see that and I I would actually like to see that story get told. Well, there's a good chance you're going to see something along those lines. Yeah, I think so. I think so. And if that unlocks all the memories, that that would be even cooler. Because I do want to see that montage. I really would love to see that kind of <laughs> montage. That'd be awesome. Yeah. All right. Any other themes, any other storytime village things you want to touch on before we get into some that was a good bit and talk more about menagerie and, and all that good stuff? Um. No, I don't think so. Let's Let's move on. All right. So. That was a good bit. Um, let's see. I just love the simple fact of Jean being back at Catco. Like he hasn't been there since season one. I don't think it's like a real newsroom now. It, yeah, because <laughs> it's been like three years since he was there. I mean, when he was there, Cat Grant was still in charge. So, so yeah, things have changed quite a bit. Um, I threw it out there on Twitter. You know, when when was the last time he was there? And most folks said he was there. The last time he was there was. Season one, episode five, Livewire was the last time he was there. Um, and, and and I think that's true. That's the last time he was there. He's been there more recently than that. Well, he was there as... You know, as Kara. As Hank Henshaw slash John Jones uh, in Livewire. But yes, he was there as Kara uh, later in season... In the Black Mercy episode that you referenced. Mm-hmm. Um uh, And in one other episode uh, in season one. But the, 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 when he tried to convince Kat that... Car wasn't Supergirl when the two of them appeared side by side um, right. in Kat's balcony at her office there. Um, so season one, episode nine and season one, episode 13. Uh, but that's the most recent that I, I have seen here. Any suggestions from anyone? So thank you to our listeners uh, and friends on Twitter who who pointed those out. Uh, Haggle Blass uh, on Twitter was the one who was most vocal there. So 
yeah, it's been a while. I loved seeing him there. That was that was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love that the Danvers sisters bring him bouquets of marshmallow <laughs> roses on Valentine's Day. I think that's adorable since he's their space dad. <laughs> he is their space dad. I just thought I thought it was funny how apparently all the aliens are really into Valentine's Day. Apparently, because he had a it. lot, a lot of flowers and chocolates and cards, and he had a lot. Yeah, he is. Uh, he is an intergalactic bossa nova. Um, <laughs> he is. He is well regarded on Valentine's Day. He is. Well, when you shape shift, you can have lots of dates. <laughs> He's single, lady. <laughs> Sorry. That was mean. He's not single for on his own terms. Yeah, just don't ask how his last relationship yep. ended and move on. <laughs> don't ask. Don't ask. You don't want to know. Uh, boy. Um, I love the way Kara, quote unquote, found the safe in that crime scene. <laughs> like, it was so clumsy and obvious. But, like, it was supposed to be. Like, yeah. she wasn't trying to be that sneaky. I'm just going to nonchalantly lean right here on the wall. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Look at that. There's a safe. It's like, it, it looked bad, but, like, it was supposed to. It, it was supposed to. It was, it was supposed to be, like, adorable, right? Like, and that's that's yes. exactly what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, How on earth can Brainy be a 12th level intellect... And yet, still, it never and 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 the last the last encounter he had with Nia was when she thought it was a date, and yet when she says, "Okay, it's a date," in this episode, he goes, "It never occurred to me that someone like her could be interested in me." I'm sorry, she literally thought you were on a date, and now you're surprised that she wants to go on a date. It's that's not an intellectual thing, though. I guess that's an emotional thing. Yeah, yeah, and Brainy is not emotionally intelligent. <laughs> I guess, but like it's it's just like the simple facts of the case. Or she thought you were on a date, and now she wants to go on a date. Well, like that it's, adds up. You know those stories where it's like two people get together, and everyone else is like, "Well, finally, we knew you liked each other yeah. before you guys did." It's one of those cases. All right, it was a good bit either way. It, I, it I was. Still find it was it a funny. Hard to digest, but but your point is your point is valid, and it was a good bit. No argument there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've really grown to like Brady. I wasn't, I wasn't so sure I would like him as the win replacement as much, but which they name dropped win this week. They but did. I've really, I've really grown to like him a lot. He's, he, he's been a good cast, a good addition to the cast. Agreed, agreed. And he, he, um, he seems to get a little bit more of become like more and more of an old British man every week. <laughs> In the way that he talks, in the way that he acts, I feel like he's becoming increasingly um, this way, Mill Grace. Um, <laughs> tea and crumpets uh, in the in the gallery. Oh yes, <laughs> yes. I shall, yes, I shall I... continue the rest of the episode of this voice, old chum. <laughs> yes. I, th- I think you should. I I would never have gotten there, but you're right. <laughs> now that you say it, now that you point it out, you're absolutely right. He is basically turning into Alfred. <laughs> he basically is Alfred. Yes, yes. Just give me the giant penny in the DEO. <laughs> I think we'd all like to see a giant penny on one of these shows at some point. I think we might. I think we might. I, th- I think we might actually. Yeah, it's not impossible. <laughs> it's it's not completely out of the realm of possibility anymore. Uh, the Children of Liberty are kind of useless without their leader. 
Yeah, like, they are, and they look like uh, they look like a bad fraternity or yeah. something with just their hoodies and then their mask. <laughs> oh my god! Yes, they're just they're just a hate fraternity. Is all they really are. And it's like I was kind of wondering, I was like, if they if they get there and they take take her down, you know, if they t- kill the evil alien menagerie, if they t- win there, it's like they are going to look like the heroes. And I'm like, how is that going to play out? And then the DEO showed up. And then Supergirl showed up. I'm like, okay, they're not doing that. And then they did end up doing they that. They did do that, but yeah. I, actually, I got to say, when George cut off the head, that was a good bit. That because I did think, th- I was like, oh, I didn't want to actually see him succeed in this task. But it, it was good for the character. It was good for the show. It was good for the show. Yeah, exactly. You didn't want it to happen, but it was good for the show. Speaking of that's what it was a good bit. Menagerie, the snake coming out of her, I like the look of it. I thought they did a really good job of that. The that snake was, was creepy, but it was believable that it was attached to her. Yeah. Yeah. And it looked alien enough, you know, that it wasn't like, oh, it's a cobra. It was like it was alien enough and, and good looking and, and realistic enough. Yeah. It was it was. Um and I, I liked it when she started shooting off all the different snakes and the one was wrapping around Supergirl's neck. It's like okay, she had a lot more to her abilities than I realized initially, and the effects were really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were strong. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, there's 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 good weeks and bad weeks when it comes to this stuff. They 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 pinch their pennies sometimes for for bigger episodes. And considering Elseworlds was just a couple weeks ago, and they were probably working on this episode while Elseworlds was being worked on, um, good on them because it it looked good. It looked good. Yeah. No, I, I didn't have any complaints with that. Uh, when Dreamer, you, I, I gotta think you, you spotted this. When Dreamer uh, had her dream about Supergirl fighting Menagerie, and they're both vibrating, it looked mm-hmm. just like the Flash when he's phasing. It, it, yes, it, it, if you told me if they said, "Yeah, we just used the same effect," I would believe it. I think it, they it was did. very similar, which that's fine. It is a totally different context, and so I, I, it's not like I saw it and thought, "Oh, you're Eobarthon." No, I didn't think oh, no, that. No. <laughs> but it 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 was the same. It, it looked very similar. I I I think that Armin Armin VFX just just did their did the same magic they do on the Flash, and I have no complaints about it. It was right. cool. It looks cool on the Flash. It it looked cool here, but it was a, it was a cool little nod for me. Uh, I love that President Tron is so unlikable that even a terrorist is polling better than he is. Yeah, I I caught that too and thought, man, the president's poll numbers are awfully bad. But um, if if this guy, but they didn't kind of a. Uh, I was surprised though. He's like, I just want to get rid of this guy, get him out of there yeah. to help me. And yeah. the way they did it, I thought was that's devious, devious at best. I do not like the president. Um, felt a little bit like, you know, release Barabbas type of thing. Yeah. But um, yeah, uh, Brainy shopping for work at work, shopping mm-hmm. at work for last minute Valentine's Day sales is all of us. The doing it on like his tablet was funny. Putting it up on the big screen, the screen. for everybody was hilarious. It was great. It was great. Like the, the tablet was one thing. <laughs> and then projecting it on the whole screen and like getting caught by your boss. I think I think most of us can relate to that on some level. Right? Like getting caught by your boss doing some online shopping at work. We we've all had to have been there in some in some capacity. You know, now with phones in our pockets, 
I, I don't know what you're talking about. I've never shopped online. No, never. Of it's course never not. That would be a misuse of company resources and would be frowned upon heavily. Absolutely. Yes. That said, I've done it. Anyway, um, <laughs> any other good bits? Um, oh, I thought I thought I did have one more, but now I'm I'm missing it. Um, I, I I've got one last one. If, if while, right, while, go you're, ahead. while you're thinking of it, just give you a, a second to to vamp there. Uh, when uh, when Jean and Alex and Kara go to the party. Um, well, two things actually. Uh, Brainy is about as out of place at that party as I am at house parties. That's uh, what it was. It was Brainy at the party. Oh, okay. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> just, just his being out of place. Yeah, just how out of place he was having to dance with me, his roommate, uh, accidentally giving her the chocolates. <laughs> you know, trying to make it clear, I didn't want to give her the chocolates. They were supposed to be for you, but it, yes, Brainy just Brainy socializing. I think we can sum it up as okay. Yep. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty. Pretty disastrous anytime he has to, uh, whether he's going on fake dates or whatnot. Yeah, yeah, it's never, <laughs> he's not particularly good at it. But uh, I was going to say, aside from, from that, which is absolutely a good bit and something that I can relate to more than I care to admit, <laughs> I loved something very, very small when when he's hiding in the closet and Jean opens the door and then, <laughs> and then he slams the door shut again and then Jean looks so annoyed as he reopens the door the look that he gave him was like oh son don't mess around when he reopened the door was like oh damn do not get on his bad side brainy was on point i mean i know i said he was pushy earlier and he was but like every one of his scenes was just enjoyable this week yeah yeah absolutely um i have I have maybe one more that's sort of a bridge between this and Professor Comics Corner. So why don't we go into Professor Comics Corner, I guess? Professor Comics Corner, this is not necessarily comics, but it's a it's a geeky reference. And so that's why it kind of bridges the gap between uh, Good Bit and, and Comics Corner. Snakes. Why did it have to be snakes? <laughs> that Indiana Jones reference. The indie reference just, just he is afraid heart. of snakes. As I don't remember the exact quote, but it was like as the like all rational people of are. the Steven Spielberg adventure classic uh, readers of the Lost Ark. <laughs> as every rational person is. Yeah. Uh, that was great. Um, are were you familiar with Menagerie uh, prior to this episode? Yes, not a ton. Um. In in the comics, she was a member of a superhero team called the Elite, mm. which is well, I don't know how much we want to say about them, but she's been around a little bit as a part of a group, um, let's say, working against Superman. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so I've definitely read her a few times. It's been quite a while, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I I did like I remembered the powers and I remembered the name. I did have to look up the name Pamela to confirm that. Ah, I definitely did not remember the name Pamela. Um, I did remember the name uh, Menagerie. Uh, mm-hmm. I I had to I had to look it up to to jog my memory, and once I did, I realized why um, I knew it because I knew from a Superman story that I I, I enjoy a fair bit. Um, though I haven't read it in many many years, but I remember liking it a, a, a fair bit. Um, mm-hmm. we'll we'll get into that a bit more because it may have implications for the future. Um, 
Right. But I but but I'll put a link if you want to learn more about uh, Menagerie. I'll put that in the show notes. I don't want to get into it because I don't want to potentially spoil anything for anybody. Um, another thing in Professor Comics Corner before we move on, Tim has put forth this theory, and you referenced it a little while ago, that um, you know Lena is creating this has this project um uh, to uh, to enhance people and potentially give them powers is is sort of the 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 end game that she's laid out mm-hmm. to enhance people and he Tim drew a parallel between that and the everyman project mm-hmm. uh from 52 the the comic book um maxi series i guess you'd call it year long uh series the Everyman Project, okay, and now we have the government calling Lena and saying, let's work together on something. That seems an awful lot like Tim might be right about the Everyman Project. I think he nailed it. I, I thought think, it was genius when I heard that episode. I but... think I think Tim nailed it. I think Tim yeah. may have nailed it. And I wish he was here to 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 take the credit for it, but we'll have to we'll have to give it to him next week. But yeah, I think I think he got it. It. I mean, they flat out said they want to give the military superpowers. Yep. And I'm like, well, you're pretty much there. That's what we're talking about. So it's it's more super soldier serum than it is Everyman Project, but it I bet they'll call it the Everyman Project. I would. At the, I honestly kind of expect them to say it. Yep. I think they will. I think at this point they will, and I will be super stoked if they do. Uh, yes. Yeah. So that will be a quite the feather in Tim's cap. Yeah. Indeed. Indeed. Um. So and he he called that a mile out. So if he's right, that is that is a big one for him, I think. So mm. I, I thought that was worth mentioning in Professor Comics Corner because uh, it looks like it looks like it might have some uh, it might be happening. So it's it's you know it's it's stuff that happened in the episode. So I feel okay talking about it on this side of the the spoiler warning. But uh, yeah yeah I I think I think we might be onto something there. So ah. Uh, any other Professor Comics corner things you want to you want to call out? No, nah, the big the big one was Menagerie. Menagerie that, yeah. that I caught. I, I'm sure I'm I'm willing to I, I'm open to hearing that I missed something, but that was the big one that I caught. Agreed, agreed. That seems to be the big one all around. Well, um, I think before we hop into trailer talk and spoilers and whatnot, we're probably going to say goodbye to those uh, listeners who don't want to catch that stuff. But Brent, before we do that, tell us where we can find you on the internet. Uh, yeah, again, uh, on Twitter at Brentac Prime, and then I co-host DC TV Squadcast and Fans Without Borders. So you can find both of those. Actually, just go to SuicideSquadcast.com. That would be the easiest place easiest place to find them or again Brintag Prime on Twitter if you want to check them out I'd be happy to send you a link cool 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 uh, thanks for joining us man this has been a lot of fun absolutely thank you for having me yeah for sure for sure it was it's always a blast to talk to you man uh, you can find us at supergirltvtalk.com or thoughtbubbleaudio.com. Uh, you'll also find a bunch of other shows there like Beer with Geeks and Academy Rewind uh, and Loud Women and uh, 
hate watch with us more shows than i can name maybe a bat show coming up soon who knows um we are on apple Podcasts and spotify and stitcher and everywhere you'll find all your your favorite podcasts they're all there at tv supergirl on twitter tv uh, supergirl tv talk on instagram don't forget patreon.com slash thought bubble audio uh and uh don't forget to leave us your ratings and reviews on apple Podcasts because those matter so so much to us and they help us so so much so thank you thank you to all of us who are supporting us either on patreon or by leaving us ratings and reviews and your emails mail at supergirltvtalk.com is the place to do that and we will read them on the show all right let's talk trailer 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 time so um i am actually super stoked for manchester black to be coming back um i am super i I think that this trailer actually gave us a little more substance than many trailers have given us recently um it it gave us a little bit of a setup for the episode where i don't know that's always been the case uh recently we've sort of gotten like oh what will alex be up to next week and like what will she be grappling with oh she doesn't have her memories but um and it didn't just sort of like rehashed whatever we had just seen but this sort of gave us a little bit of a tease of of next time and made me wish that you know march 3rd is it um we'll 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 get here here a lot sooner than it will yeah because this um, is we're coming up on the week where all of you're the one who broke that news to me all the dccw is on break yep yep the entire thing. So yeah, Sunday the third, they come back, and then I think all the all the shows come back that that week. So yeah, it's um, Manchester is back, which I'm stoked about, and then you've got the Elite, which is his team from the comics, which is his team from the comics, which is also super exciting, um, and um. You've got what Supergirl is calling the Super Friends, which I think is just a throwaway reference and and probably not much more than that. But this is where Menagerie is from. She is from the elite. She is one of the people on the team with Manchester Black. Uh if you have if you have DC Universe, I will tell you that. Action Comics 775. Superman in Action Comics. What's so... What's so funny about Truth, Justice, and the American Way? They are pulling from that for the next episode of Supergirl. Not not they've done it before. You know, what do you get for the girl who has everything? They did that episode, Mm -hmm. basically, um, with the Black Mercy one like we talked about. So they've done this before, but... This one they're pulling from that. Also on DC Universe is the animated Superman versus the Elite. Again, kind of pulling from these characters with Manchester Black and Menagerie and so on. And so uh, I'm, I'm excited to see what they do with it. It's a pretty famous Superman story. It's one that I've read more than once, but not for a really long time. So I do yeah. plan on rereading it again just to kind of refresh myself on it before going in. And I'll probably check out that animated movie because I still haven't seen it yet. I'm a DC Universe subscriber, so I can get them on there. Right. Yeah, I am. Uh, I, I read that comic years ago because it was when I was kind of getting into getting into comics a while back. It was one of the issues that was thrown out there as like, oh, this is this is one that you've got to you've got to check out. Um, it's a seminal, you know, Superman story that that was worth checking out. It was up there with you know for the men. It was everything. Um, so so that was that was on my list. 
And I haven't read it in a long time, so I, I feel like I owe it to myself to go back and reread it before this issue, uh, this episode hits issue. Um, but I also, I have not seen the animated film either, so I, I kind of feel like I need to do both. You've um, got two weeks. Yeah, exactly. I've got the time now, so I, I think I, I think I may go ahead and do that. Um, but yeah, I'm 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 excited for that. I, lo- I I I'm trying not to get too hung up on the Super Friends thing because I feel like that's just a throwaway line, um, a reference just for yeah, just for its own sake. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it's a, probably a throwaway line, but they know what they're saying when they said it. Well, yeah. But I don't think it has any lasting significance outside of no, that. No, no. Yeah. They're not going to start going by the Super Friends. No. no. They are, they're, they're Team Supergirl. Yes. That's how it works in the DC Cinoview. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Team title character. That's right. You got Team Arrow, Team Flash, etc. So, yeah, I think that's, uh, well, except for the Legends. They're, they're the exception there. But um, Team, they don't have a title character. Right, exactly. Yeah. So it's an ensemble. <laughs> it's an ensemble, you see. So yeah, I am. I am. I, I'm looking forward to it. I, I because of the source material uh, being something that I am already pretty a pretty big fan of. I'm I'm excited to see that uh, and see where that goes. So that was why I was like, wait, I think I know Menagerie. I don't really know why. It was it was because of that. Um, yeah, and of course, me and Chester Black recruits her at the end of the episode. Right. Well, exactly. gives her a letter. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and we see that she still has the parasite. Um, she, you know, she was kind of—I had to say this earlier—but she was kind of a funny mix between Venom and like the Black Cat a little bit because she was sort of a cat burglar. Like it was, <laughs> <laughs> and they—I mean, just calling it a symbiote. <laughs> and like, and really? fact, it was, symbiote, so, yeah. was that a symbiote or a symbiote? I don't know which. Oh but boy! <laughs> it was Let's one not get into that. <laughs> Internet will blow up. Better, better mute. Mute your Twitter for the word symbiote, um, <laughs> but only pronounced that way somehow. Um, yeah, and I That's love that the episode is. <laughs> I know it's not how it works. <laughs> um, I love that the episode title comes from the name of that story. What's so funny about Truth Just in the American Way? Because I've always loved that that title because of the Elvis Costello song. Yeah, it's so. it's a great title. It is. It is. I wish I wish I could. Uh, have us go out listening to that song, but um, I don't have enough money to pay Elvis Costello to use the song. So just just, just pretend, just pretend you're hearing it now. <laughs> go YouTube it. Fading out. Yeah, exactly. Um, maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll <laughs> I'll put a link to it there. Um, well, I I think that I think that's about that's about all we got to say about it. So Brent, thank you again for joining us. Uh, it thank was you. it was an absolute pleasure, absolute blast, as always. always. I I really appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, and everybody, for for real, check out Comic Thoughts, check out uh, DC TV Squadcast, check out Fans Without Borders. These shows are all great. I personally love uh, listening. You know, we we do these long form recaps of uh, of Supergirl, but if you want uh, a quick hit on all of the shows, DC TV Squadcast is the place to go for that because uh, Brent and Ray really really do a great job of of just in a few minutes concisely um, wrapping up. You know what happened in an episode and where they think it's going, and I, I always enjoy as much as uh, I, I sit here and talk with Tim for at least an hour a week about Supergirl. I always make sure to to tune into DC TV Squadcast to to hear what uh, Brent and Ray think, and it's always it's always fun when uh, uh, 
you know, Brett and I won't, won't, won't talk about behind the scenes uh, often uh, about what we're each going to say on our separate shows. So it's, it's cool to hear if, if we came to the same conclusions or different conclusions or, or, mm-hmm. or so forth. Um, and then comic thoughts I've really been enjoying ever since you launched it because it's, it's just it's just fun to hear your little like five or ten minute thoughts on on whatever's happening right now or whatever you're watching right now. So um, I, I highly recommend uh, all, all the shows. Um, so I've, I've put links in the show notes. Check them out. They are very much worth your time. Thank you. Much appreciated. And thanks again for having me. You're welcome back anytime. But until that time comes, up, up and away.